1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Jawan Jennings at the end there telling you just how much it hurts. Man, he was a prospective MVP candidate at one point Mm -hmm. in that second half uh, because we all had that one on the card. Patrick Mahomes before that talking about the dynasty that is the Kansas City Chiefs, their third Super Bowl title in five years on a McColl Hardman touchdown in overtime thrown from Patrick Mahomes, who accounted for like 90% of Kansas City's offense uh, after halftime. The Kansas City Chiefs underdogs in the postseason again, and they win again 25-22. Super Bowl 58 is officially in the books. We welcome you into to BetQL Daily alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world this Monday morning on your Odyssey app. Take us with you, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and of course, download it as a podcast later, anything you may have missed. And watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash and on YouTube as well. Jason Lockenfora, our Odyssey NFL insider, one hour from now for his weekly visit every Monday morning at 10 Eastern. We will, because it's never too early to start betting next year. Dive into that in the third and final hour of the show. Early looks at Super Bowl 59. Early looks at the 2024 NFL season, but we look back on Super Bowl 58. As I mentioned, Kansas City, the Dogs. They win again on the money line, plus 110. If you had 47.5 on the total, you cleared the under. just barely cleared the under as well. Patrick Mahomes at plus 135. The 14% of the tickets on him at BetMGM cashes for MVP. And all those field goal props that we joked around about late last week, a lot of them hit as well. This was a game that for the first three quarters, Joe, Was, I guess, somewhat what we expected, right? Kind of sleepy, a bit of a slog on both sides (laughs) of the ball for both offenses. San Francisco, kind of dominant at times, especially at the line of scrimmage. And then everything happens in the fourth quarter in overtime, and we get another classic.
1: For a half, I was worried that we were going to sit here and say, God, that Super Bowl sucked. And then it, it just, did. this is what I brought up last week about, you know, the first half versus the second half. And just sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Like you can look at a team in the regular season and what they do and the, what their trends seem to be. They score in the first half, don't in the second half. And a lot of people brought up that point about Kansas City, but Super Bowls are wonky. And, you know, we, we saw how the turnovers went and drives were stalled and then red zone turnovers. I was texting you guys. I'm like, geez, we're going second half over. Right. I mean, this is not going to continue. We're not going to keep getting these these uh, drives stalled in the red zone due to turnovers again and again and again. And then we saw uh, what ended up happening when you have KC trailing. They're going to score points. And that's part of it. We got the extra session, which was interesting. Some intriguing decisions that I think mm. a lot of us disagree with there. Um, you, to your point about the total, just because I did end up betting it late. It was yep. like a late decision. I was leaning that way. And I wanted to bet the under. And just before the game, I could only find 147. So and a half.
0: Yeah. I, I Honest. Uh, to- total yeah. admission here. I will fess up, guys. I didn't buy the total until really late either. I was talking to Paul about this right before we started the show, before you jumped on, Joe. And Mm -hmm. so there was 46.5 out there, and -hmm. there was – 47s. There was was super-juiced 47.5 if I wanted to buy it. Um yeah. so I said no nah, I I'll just I'll, I'll take the 47 <laughs> and end up pushing obviously but I mean that's it didn't move Aaron for 13 and a half days and then all of a sudden in the last 6 hours before kickoff the total moves and it moves just enough that if you waited to buy it you didn't end up hitting the under
2: I did not bet the total, but all I really wanted was a good game and a bit of a back-and-forth, and I still felt like we got that. I was really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't – I know some people like my neighbors this morning outside, oh, that was so boring. It could have been worse. Like, overall, I woke up happy and thought we got a really good game.
1: The second half at overtime was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you can't – the first half, yeah, It. The, I'd say more so first quarter, quarter and a half. Yeah, kind of stunk, but – After that, it was awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. to the point about the total, it was clear cut. Oh, this is going way, way under. And then it was hanging in the balance. And it almost ended up going over. That's how much scoring that we got. But, I mean, the big takeaway, it's not breaking news. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. It just doesn't matter. And we can sit here and say, will he ever be an underdog again? Yeah, he will be. Because we just saw it in three straight playoff games. No matter what. You know, the numbers are going to be the numbers in the power ranking for the regular season. The power rating for San Francisco was higher. So they ended up being the favorite. It was strange at game time. I saw one and a half. I saw two, two two and a halfs. You don't see that in the Super Bowl with all the millions of dollars that are in that um, usually have one specific sharp number uh, sitting there. But, guys, you know, everybody's going to talk about the three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, Dynasty. All of that is fair. And that's probably the biggest story. But what is most impressive to me, couple things. He's played six years. This was the age 28 season. Six years, six AFC title games. He's in the Final Four, lock it in every year of his career so far. Age 28. And I see some Patriots, oh, he's not Brady. Compare these stats, compare those. Guys, it doesn't matter. He's been in four Super Bowls. He's won three of them. When it's over, the numbers are going to be comparable. Look at the receivers that he had yesterday. Look at the guys that he was throwing touchdown passes to. Um, Super Bowl MVPs, he ties Montana. The only one with more is Brady with five. He might beat Brady with five Super Bowl MVPs. Underdog at three straight playoff games. It was unreal. And when they're trailing, I I should just automatically check the live line. We all know that we should at this point. But I think part of us, part of some of us, we wanted them not to win. Like, that's where we are. Are are they now the evil empire? It kind of feels that way, right?
2: See, I'm not there, but I think I'm in the minority. I real, I yeah. still love Pat Mahomes. I did have a uh, icky uh, taste in my mouth when it came to the Patriots, but there's something about Pat Mahomes yeah. and this Chiefs team that does not rub me the wrong way. And obviously I was already on the money line and on the spread. I bet it three ways. So I also was not thinking like, oh, let's hit it again and see what the live line is. But I don't feel annoyed by them yet. And... I thought Pat Mahomes after the game brought up a good point. Like, we have a young team. Like, he didn't say this, but this was the year, like, the Niners needed to beat right. them. Like, this was basically a down year for them. I think he's going to be better than Brady.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that that's, the th- that, that's the thing is this was supposed to be the down year, right? I mean, look at where we had this team two months ago, you know, six weeks ago. I don't want, I want to say left for dead, but we all kind of looked at him and were like, oh, okay, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West by default, and they'll get into the playoffs, but, you know, they're going to have to go to Buffalo or they're going to have to go to Baltimore. They did both of those things and handled them just, just the way the Chiefs always do. And that's, I think, the key difference yep. here between this Chiefs dynasty and the Patriots dynasty of Belichick and Brady is Belichick and Brady whether you believe that they, the, the, the spy gate or deflate gate or any of that mattered or not, even if you believe they would have won championships anyway, there was a certain something about that that rubbed you the wrong way. That's if true. you weren't a Patriots fan that made mm-hmm. you question, well, how much did it help them if it helped them at all? And that was always in the back of your mind when you, when you talked about the Patriots dynasty, Hey, He's probably the greatest coach of all time. He's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. But there was that caveat, that asterisk that always hung out in the back of your brain and said, yeah, but what about, what about the signals? What, what about the footballs? We don't have that yet with the Chiefs. Um, may Travis Kelsey be a bit obnoxious on the sidelines sometimes? Sure. May Patrick Mahomes be a bit obnoxious <laughs> after a loss to the Bills at home in the regular season? Yeah, sure. They're going to be a bit obnoxious at times, but I think all of us sees in that level of obnoxiousness from the Chiefs that you get sometimes that it's basically born out of the uber competitiveness that you have to have to get to that level. It's not cool. It looks a little cringy, but we don't think they're <laughs> cheating, right? We don't We don't have that n- gnawing little asterisk in the back of our brains yet. Maybe something will come out someday. Who knows? But right now, The Chiefs dynasty is a whole lot more palatable, Joe, than the Patriots dynasty.
1: They got the once in a lifetime hit on the quarterback. They've paid the quarterback. When you pay the quarterback, that's when it's supposed to turn. That's when it gets difficult. That's when you lack depth as an organization. They're still winning Super Bowls. They're still in the heart of the dynasty. And so like. People will bring up, okay, the cap hit's going to be higher than ever next year. it's going to be fifty eight million, which is twenty more than what it was this past season. okay, fine, but they are such a smart organization. I look around and say, okay, w- which players can they not lose? Which players around Mahomes does everything change and the And the first one everybody's going to jump at is Kelsey and look how he performed in the second half. He ends up going over the prop in the last play of the regular regular uh regulation uh yeah, okay, fine. And, and I would point to the secondary. Like, that's the strength now. McDuffie, Snead. Not so much Chris Jones. It used to be Chris Jones. Can they survive when he's probably gone next year? I think they can. I think they're going to be fine because yeah. look how he made that crap group of receivers work outside of rice and that was another sticking point yesterday at a point in the super bowl like oh these chiefs receivers here we go again
2: yeah and at least, you know, Rice is a rookie too. They've got some young pieces and right. they are a smart organization. They can probably figure out ways to restructure things and make it work. Whereas I'd be a little more worried and I'm sure we'll get to it about the Niners future and all of these star players. They've got to worry about paying.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the thing about the Chiefs is they rebuilt the defense on the fly basically, right? Like you bring in Karloftis 2 years ahead of knowing you're going to have to say goodbye to Jones most likely. Um you yep. talk about the secondary, Joe. They've they've staggered that very nicely. They've built things well on both sides of the ball really. They built the off, rebuilt the offensive line in the last couple of se- off-seasons as well. That's all worked for the Chiefs. So in the third and final hour of the show, when we start to look ahead to Super Bowl 59 futures and 2024 NFL futures, there's a reason the Chiefs are near the top of the list and Patrick Mahomes is near the top of the list. Um, that's, before we hear from anybody from the Niners, which we'll, we'll hear what some of them had to say after the game in just a couple of minutes, you brought it up, Joe. The decision to take the ball first in overtime, this is going to go down as another Kyle Shanahan <laughs> coaching debacle. I I, I understand, yeah. hey, it'd be cool if we had the ball third. Like if we trade scores, that'd be great if we have the ball then in what is a sudden death situation. But here's the key, Kyle. You don't know if you're going to get there, man. I'd much rather have the ball second and know what I have to do to win.
1: Yeah, if you don't know the rules because this is new to all of us, Each team guaranteed to have the ball. If they both score, you know, if you have a quote, whatever. I I don't know if they even refer to it as a second overtime or how they would handle that. Um, But then it's sudden death. Then it's the old rules. Then both teams don't have to touch the ball. So apparently the reason that Shanahan had said we will, or they said San Francisco, we're going to take the ball first after winning that overtime coin toss was because then you have the advantage in sudden death. If it's both field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, then, okay, next score wins, and you want that advantage. Right. And then thinking more about it, Chris, and I, I agree with you because that was my first reaction. I We all texted each other like, why are they right. taking the ball? What are you doing? You want to know what you need. Um, He played for sudden death. Did he not? It felt like he played for sudden death. And yes. then you take the field goal in the end after being more aggressive during regulation, Then he takes a field goal. It felt like it was never much of a chance. I'm like, you're giving it to Patrick Mahomes. You're telling Patrick Mahomes, touchdown, you win the Super Bowl. He's going down the field to score a touchdown, Aaron, and that's
2: exactly what happened. Exactly. I was making the comparison to Survivor. Like, it's great to save the best teams for later in the season, but you have to get there first. And as soon as they made that decision, it was like, come on, Channy, this is Pat Mahomes. What are you doing? We all saw it coming.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Shanahan seemed to understand the logic for why he did what he did. But Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, There were players on the Niners' sideline who didn't even understand why they were doing what they were doing. You'll hear from some of them next. We continue to talk about what the future holds for Shanahan and the Niners as well. Jason Locke and Fora, top of the hour. It is BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet's MGM on the BetQL Network.
1: Super Bowl 58 on the heels of Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs doing it in overtime. This is BetQL Daily presented by Ben
0: MGM from BetQL. There it is from the Chiefs Radio Network side of things. Kansas City Super Bowl champs for the third time in five years. A 25-22 overtime victory over the San Francisco 49ers. But that overtime. And the strategies within it, and uh, especially on the San Francisco side, called into question. Jason Lockenfora will join us at the top of the hour. And in the third and final hour, we will take an early look at next season. Who do we like already? Looking ahead to 2024 and Super Bowl 59, alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. And let's start there. Uh, Apparently, some of these Niners players, guys, didn't have any idea how overtime worked, Aaron. uh, Kyle (laughs) Juszczyk saying that he didn't understand totally how things Hmm. worked in postseason overtime as opposed to regular season overtime, thinking they took the ball because, well, that's what you do in the regular season in overtime. Eric Armstead telling the ringer that he didn't learn the details of the difference between postseason and regular season overtime until he saw it on the Jumbotron at the end of regulation at Allegiant Stadium. Um, Kyle Shanahan clearly understood what he wanted to do, even if we disagree with what he wanted to do. But it sounds like not everybody in Burgundy and Gold totally understood what they were doing.
2: If that is the case, and it seems like it is, then they should have lost that game. I mean, the the spread, it was a tight spread. We were expecting a close game. They should have prepared or had some type of quick meeting about this. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I was surprised to hear that. I really was. It it, it That is your job. That is what you guys go to work for all day. How could this not have come up?
1: So... The regular season ended over a month ago. At no point did they have the team together and brought this up and went over it with them. Because you're right, Aaron. Yeah, less than a field goal. It's supposed to be a close game. I'm not. I'm not saying it had to happen in the last two weeks. But at no point in the playoffs, this has been. This is not new. This has been going. This has been hanging right. in the back. Fans have been talking about it. Are we going to see this? The rule change when the playoffs started. People were talking about it on TV because it should have been they don't know or is this just the latest Niners excuse is this just the spongy (laughs) field is this the fire alarm at 6 a.m that went off 10 minutes before uh my phone alarm was going to wake me up for the day just just another one plus it doesn't matter because the decision was made now go out and play football like does did it matter did They didn't realize all the rules. Right. Not knowing the
0: overtime rule doesn't cause Patrick Mahomes to scramble on fourth down for a huge conversion in overtime. Um, That's just your defense failing to contain Patrick Mahomes after containing him fairly well in the pocket most of the day.
1: But but isn't that just, you don't know your job. This is part of your job. We know about it. Fans know about it. This has been national news. How do you know, not know about it? That. I mean, I, I think a lot of people take that story and run with it and say Shanahan, and I understand everything stops at the coach, and there are some, certainly some things we can criticize Shanahan for, and that's fine. It, yeah, like I said, I they should have discussed this, I think, multiple times. Hey, reminder, guys, this is the rule now. Bah, bah, bah. If this happens, don't get caught off guard just to settle them down a little bit, but like, you're also exposing yourself like that you don't know your game entirely. (laughs) It's kind of, you seem like a fool.
2: Agreed. And I hate it when fans like, Oh, you get paid millions of dollars to make that catch or whatever it, but still like you go to work. This is your job. You do make a good living at it. Like learn what's going on. And and as Joe said, there was plenty of time to learn this too. I was surprised. Like, how do I know this? And they don't that it's still baffling to me.
1: Like, for a year, we've known. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and the Chiefs have definitely known because they were a part of the game that led to the decision to install this rule change in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They clearly mm-hmm. knew exactly what the strategy was. Yeah, we'll take the ball second. Thank you very much. Oh, you guys won it first? Yeah, okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, you guys do that. Okay, whatever. Um, but the Niners, they, they weren't prepared. Um, mm-hmm. At least the players didn't understand how it was going to work in overtime. As for the players and their coach, uh, Brock Purdy on missed chances. George Kittle on, uh, yeah, this is just not fun, losing again in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. And Shanny on just how painful this one was for the Niners. I mean, we all hurt. I mean, everyone knows how it feels and um, don't have a lot of words for it, but obviously we're hurting. Our team's hurting, but that's how it goes when you... Put yourself out there. I'm real proud of our guys for no regrets with our team. I thought our guys played so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means, but um, I'm going to lose with a group of guys. do with those guys anytime. And um, we'll take some time. We'll get over this and um, come back next year ready to go. You train all season, train all off season. Every day you put in for the work, go to OTAs, training camp. You know, just it's a long, long season. It's a long year. And whatever week we're on, what, 27? Something like that. You know, we've been playing football since late July. And to come up short of a goal, of a dream, it's not fun. The first thing that comes to mind is just like when you have an opportunity like we did, you know, to, to really, you know, put some points up on them and, and take it, you got to take it, man. It's the Super Bowl. We've got a, a good team in the Chiefs on the other side. And, um, you know, I think we had opportunities to do that. And we, fell, we all fell short of it. And, um, I think that's what eats at me is I feel like we could have sort of – we had our opportunities, man, to I think sort of lap them and get up on them. And I think we we failed to do that. So moving forward with my career and, you know, if you get blessed enough to get in this kind of position again, I think you have to understand that and uh, learn the hard way. Brock Purdy, before that George Kittle and before Kittle, Kyle Shanahan on missed chances uh, and losing again to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and how painful this one will be for them. But Joe, they're installed. We'll get into next year and Super Bowl 59 in the the final hour of the show, but they're installed as the early favorites for next year. (laughs) It's because they do have that collection of talent. And I think Brock Purdy proved that he was, you know, look, again, we can argue about game manager, elite quarterback, the weapons around him, all that kind of stuff. We'll We'll continue to talk about it into next year. But Brock Purdy was not the reason they lost this game. There were times in the first half where it felt like, yeah, this is exactly what we want Brock Purdy to do if we want the Niners to win.
1: Yeah, the uh, so we talked about how Mahomes has them in the Final Four every year. His six years, they've been in the AFC title game six times. With Shanahan, it's almost the same, but they don't break through. Five years, two Super Bowl losses, two NFC title game losses. So they've been in the final four four or five years, but still no ring. And that's how everything is judged. Um, the idea of melting down against Kansas City, everything falling apart. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that it kind of feels that way, especially Baltimore. Like they lost their heads. Like they just the game plan they were supposed to go with, just I, I don't know what they, they outthought themselves or what it was. It felt like it was on display again, Aaron, yesterday. It felt like Brady, Patriots, dynasty, and now the Chiefs are in a dynasty, and that's what was happening. You have the blocked extra point. You've got the fumble on special teams, which wasn't McLeod's fault, but it's going to go down the record books as a fumble on McLeod, even though it wasn't his fault because the teammate isn't getting out of there and uh, goes off his leg. Um, You miss Ayuk in the end zone early, which who knows what happens if that occurs. Uh, every time you fumble it, you lose it. You have CMC's awesome all year. What do you have, two fumbles all season? You had the first drive, it's great. And then you fumble in the red zone. Um, and I mentioned the special teams won. And then on the Casey side, every time they fumble it, almost every time they recover it, they did that four out of five times. It's like the, there mm. is a little bit of that where they're in their own head and just seeing Mahomes read on the other side, teams lose it.
2: I also thought what stood out to me was the third quarter. Um, they struggled um, consecutive three and outs, getting away from the run game. Um, and then they go back to it. They squander the, what, 10-3, 10-6 lead. It was just a weird third quarter from them too. And then Shandy's like, we didn't get away from the run game. And kind of seemed like they did. They were passing and they a lot, did. right? Yeah.
1: They did it a couple times. Yeah. They did it after the CMC fumble too on the next drive. They weren't
0: handing mm-hmm. it off to him. Oh, there was a large span of time there where I asked myself is is McCaffrey is McCaffrey hurt? Punished? What? Is he yeah, punished? what what's what's <laughs> going on here? Um and, and and again, the way he was carrying the ball in the first half, I under I understand like guy puts the ball on the ground, maybe there's a natural inclination to back away from that, right? But to your point yeah. Joe, this is the guy who only put the ball on the ground twice all year. This is your bread and butter. This is the reason you're here. Uh, one of the big reasons you're here. Um and so yeah, th- his his disappearance in the se- for uh, portions of the second half Aaron was confusing to me.
2: It was, and especially when the Niners were up and they weren't just like chewing up the clock either. It's just like pass pass pass. Like what are you doing? They were taking advantage.
1: I it, it was I didn't think- Purdy was bad, though. I feel like no. the expectation was he was going to be a lot worse um, than. Ex- I guess we expected him to be worse on the biggest stage against this very tough matchup. Spags on the other side, and we saw he came through at the very end. Those very tough corners on the other side. Purdy wasn't wasn't terrible. Like they could have easily, we could be talking about him being the Super Bowl, maybe MVP late in the game. He was a co-favorite.
0: Yeah, I mean, because at that point, you know, who else were you going to go with? I mentioned Juan Jennings off the top of Jennings. the show. Um they were but yeah, he, but he, he was a favorite with he, them. You you're right. But Purdy clears his rushing prop. Just barely 12 rushing yards, uh 11 and a half was the number. Um he ends up throwing for what? 255, I think it was. I think that clears his his number as well. He doesn't throw the pick that we expected. A lot of that I think had to do with Aaron the fact that they had that opening drive. It didn't end the way they wanted it to. But I think you could see it sort of bring the temperature down in the building, especially for Brock Purdy. It was like, okay, I'm going to turn around, hand it off to McCaffrey. We have our game plan. Probably 10 or 15 plays scripted out. We're going to run through those. And you could see it. I think that part at the beginning of the game anyway, classic Shanahan, start out well, didn't end so well. Um, But at the beginning of the game, it felt like they set Brock Purdy up to sort of alleviate the nerves early on. And I think that's out of the way now. To Purdy's point that we heard in the clip there a couple minutes ago, if he gets back, he's going to be much more prepared for this. And I think he's going to be much more prepared next year after everything he's gone through, regular season, postseason, the last couple of years. He's he's now locked in. I don't know if you can ask too many questions about Brock Purdy anymore.
2: I agree. I was surprised. Uh, I wasn't sure if he was going to have a bunch of interceptions and the moment was going to be too big for him. He seemed calm, cool, and collected the whole time. I was really impressed. I, Mm I, you know, feel the same way as Joe and good thing the Niners have him on a rookie deal too, because they've got a lot of stars. So they're going to have to figure out how to keep around long-term.
1: Is Shanahan going to win one? Is he going to win one there? Is it, it going to happen? Is it going to break through? Like I thought, that was one of the big storylines too, um, going into this, and it didn't well, happen again.
0: Let's, um. <laughs> let's let's ask ourselves. Well, I'd ask myself I, to answer your question. I'd ask us this question: yeah. If if they played the Ravens or the Bills in that game, do they win? Because the Chiefs right now are the stumbling block. They are the glass ceiling. Right over top of Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco Forty Nineers had, and if they want to break through, it might have to happen against one of those other two teams.
1: Fair, yeah, you have to have the year where you're you're back, and it's not Mahomes on the other side.
2: Like, yeah, you you like, hope those Mahomes top gotta quarterbacks
0: get hurt or something. It's like AFC teams during the Brady-Belichick era. Oh, you want to even go to the Super Bowl, Peyton or Roethlisberger? It better be a year where Brady is hurt or something else happens to the Patriots, right? Somebody else takes them out for you. Um, It feels very similar now where the Niners are this team of incredible talent, um, and uh, during the regular season, Shanahan pushes all the right buttons, and then you get to the final boss for video game fans, and you can't beat it. And that's that's where they're at. I don't know if they, I don't know if playing the Ravens or the Bills or whoever else you want to put in for the AFC side, the Bengals maybe next year m- makes it uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes it a different outcome. I don't know. Hey, we, don't
2: laugh.
0: If, I'm <laughs> not. Aaron CJ Stroud's future. She's starting to she's starting to buy them up already. Uh, We will talk Super Bowl 59 and the 2024 NFL season in the third and final hour of the show. Coming up top of the hour, our Odyssey NFL insider, Jason LaCanfora. I know he was on the Chiefs. I know he was thinking about the under, but he was just about right there on the total. We'll talk to him. Coming up next, Travis. Cool it, pal. I mean, really. I know you're fired (laughs) up, but cool it. Plus a few other things from the weekend. As we throw some people on trial. Yep, we've got charges. We drop them in BeckQL Court next on BetQL Daily. BeckQL Court is now in session on the morning after Super Bowl 58. Um, we've got Tony Romo singing. We've got J.J. Watt's hair. There's a lot to dissect uh, aside from what went on on the field In Super Bowl 58 today in BetQL court. But I think we all agree here on BetQL Daily alongside Joe and Aaron. I'm Chris. Hi. Welcome in. Live coast to coast on the BetQL network and inside your Odyssey app. Uh, You can watch twitch.tv slash BetQL. That the number one thing we've got to discuss was it reminded me of my kids when they were toddlers and got mad that I took a toy away. Travis Kelsey and Andy (laughs) Reid's sideline confrontation. I don't even know if we need to address Andy Reid's part in it because it was just him almost falling over. But Travis Kelsey's sideline tantrum (laughs) after the Isaiah Pacheco red zone fumble. First, what did Travis have to say about this nonsense?
1: When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, you guys saw you guys saw that. What was the conversation <laughs> well, about? Know, was there it, were a few cameras. I mean, was it hey, I need the ball, I can help us win? What was that about? Uh man, it was. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic up tells
2: the world. But uh, I was just telling him how much I love him. Was Travis giving that speech on the sideline when he ran into
1: you Who, in uh, the first yeah. half?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> He keeps me young. Yeah. <laughs> so, the balance looked good. Yeah, yeah not so good. He tested that hip out. Know? Yeah, I know. It's like JB's so, got a new hip, too. Yeah, yeah. man. Tell tell you, you, but, you took a good hit right there. But, but that's uh, how you guys communicate sometimes. Well, like he caught me off balance. So normally, I'd give him a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I didn't have any feet under me. Hey, uh, hey, you know, before... Andy Reid uh, responding on the CBS post game show after Travis Kelsey was asked by Booger McFarland on ESPN postgame. I mentioned it earlier, guys. Like, I get the competitive fire and all that. We've seen Mahomes spike his helmet. We've seen Kelsey throw a couple tantrums now this year. And, again, I I get the competitive fire part of it, but sometimes it's just a really bad look, Joe. It's just, what, bro, turn it down. Take about 20% off there. And then he's singing
1: songs again, multiple songs in the post game. I'm just like, I, it's tough. It's tough. So if Mahomes isn't Mahomes, how different are all the narratives this morning, including on this show? Like, we lead with that, right? I mean, that's in the first segment for sure. It's one of the big talking points about Kelsey going after Reed. there. I thought it was ridiculous. Now, I do like competitive fire. I'm not going over the top about it because – I take everything that happens in the middle of a game, especially the biggest one of the biggest games of your life, um, with a grain of salt. And you do want someone who wants to be out there at all times. But also, dude, you're a leader on this team. You you can't be acting like that.
2: Not to mention, it's Andy Reid. He has a big reason yes. why they are winning Super Bowls. Put some respect on his name. Don't be bumping into the walrus like that. I was upset. And I feel like I defend Travis Kelsey. I was really upset about that. I thought, I mean, come on. Don't you teach your kids to respect their elders? What are you doing, Donna? Yes. This is not the type of way <laughs> you need to behave.
0: I think you're joking for, you're joking for a second there, but oh, like God. honestly Joe Joe we both Donna. have kids that, that that we put it on <laughs> <Donna>. <laughs> we both have kids who we coach in sports and like if i saw my kid do something like that in one of their games you're hey, right Donna, Ke- <laughs> Donna Kelsey should have been down Donna on the sideline grabbing him by an the ass ear, at home. If you're, out, right? if
2: you're pushing the coach around like that is not okay. That's where no. I draw the line. And Joe, since you touched on it, my court was singing Viva Las Vegas after the game. That was oh! so cringe, so disgusting. <laughs> Never want to hear that again. I have no idea what that was. It was awful. Don't need. And it. then Jim Nance your, your him up. Your girlfriend's a singer. Let her do it. Like you should not get involved.
1: <laughs> and then Jim Nance thinks he's being cute, and he sets him up for a fight for your right to party. Yeah, I was just
0: like, oh, bad enough. There's it's a lot of cr- obnoxious. So may, maybe yeah, BetQL Court way. today is just but all is just all cases of Kelsey cringe. Maybe that's what it is. I
1: I think Aaron was onto something. Maybe a Beatles cover on BetQL Daily don't bump the walrus <laughs> there, there's an old, yeah. there's a song there there's something there we can yell at donna in it like we, <laughs> are you sure you're not sick of the chiefs because it sounds like uh, maybe you're just
0: sick of yeah him.
2: <laughs> not overall oh uh i thought he yeah uh, chris put it well like dial it back at least 20 percent i mean it's not about you this is Andy Reed we're talking about. It's not like a coach that needs to get fired. You got to chill out and respect him.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I agree. He did the These guys, they yeah, they don't lose much, but when they do, they do act out Ooh. like little children. Like we saw it with Mahomes. Yeah. In the oh yeah, Mahomes too.
2: True. Yeah. Throwing tantrums. <laughs> I do enjoy a good tantrum, but again, don't go after Andy Reed. No. Yeah,
1: no. Leave, leave, leave the walrus alone.
0: The walrus, Donna. Get him in line. Let's go, Donna. <laughs> you
1: know,
0: um, who else are we bringing charges against besides Mr. Cringe, Travis Kelsey, this morning? And uh, I, Aaron, you brought up JJ Watt's hair. I. Oh my goodness, it, Joe. Yeah, is, like, is this uh, is this fabricated not the top story?
2: But he did look like uh, he should be a member of the Backstreet Boys or In Sync or something. Like, he did play into it by saying, hey, I switched up my hair. If you ever wonder if people notice, they notice. It, it was awful. It was distracting. It looks like a porcupine. I don't know what is going on on top of his head.
1: He had a bad <laughs> week. Bad week yeah. for J.J. Watt. And every time he spoke, uh, you know, I had to background for like maybe a couple hours before the game tv was on not really paying attention but it was just every time he spoke i kept thinking about that hotel video like this guy's a jerk get him out of here a clown
0: Ah, i mean he he was an upside down backwards visor away from being like a a miscast (laughs) trl extra with that yes that was a little
1: little lance bass for sure (laughs)
0: <laughs> and look, I'm not above it. I went to college in the late '90s, early 2000s. Like, I'm willing to bet I had that hairstyle at one point. May or may not have had frosted tips at one point. It happened no. to the best of us. The worst hair. Yes. Oh, I can oh, see here it. Get the photo. Yes. yes. Get can the we photo?
1: Can we do no. the PNC Park Those photo all been with burned and frosted
0: tips? All have been burned. All of no, it. No. Along yeah. with the Fred Durst goatee. All of it. It's been burned. Oh, been. And the hat. Oh, no. The red hat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the worst. The, the juiciest nookie. of yeah yeah, D-bags. <laughs> there it is. That's what that guy turns into. That right there that you're watching on the screen. That wh- wh- the the backwards the guy in two thousand one <laughs> turns into that guy who's trying to sell you real estate in twenty twenty four.
2: that guy right there i'd buy a house from that guy
0: oh i mean yeah you can't you can't live in that
1: all right i'll stop myself um you can't you can't live in that era at that age and not yeah so like i had one of the stupid haircuts but not the frosted tips it was this terrible part down the middle you know it's just like it's what happened yeah yeah it was a little bit longer (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Uh, j.j watt taking it back to 2000 2001 uh as the mystery fourth member of lfo uh good for him um (laughs) all right i got one i gotta get to (laughs) okay go ahead it's taking too long i can't believe
1: we're here almost an hour into the show and we have not even brought this up let's talk about reba mcintyre okay (laughs) um Look, <laughs> I she we we're going to seems... save this
0: for the prop conversation. But let's dive <laughs> it, in.
1: <laughs> it'll come up again. She seems like a good enough human. I've heard she's a humanitarian. Okay, people seem to love her, and like the arguments that we were hearing for the over, people may like have their victory laps. That's fine because the over did hit. <laughs> It wasn't about the vocal pacing, Jason Logan. (laughs) It wasn't about her being old. Because if you were watching, like, I was one of those people, yes, Reba, I was in your corner. It was going quick. She was moving. And then every year in in the Anthem props, we get, will the singer omit a word? We didn't get that. Because you know why? Because people go senile when they're 68 years old. And maybe Reba did. Because Reba just decided to start adding words. Like, she didn't have respect for Francis Scott Key and what he put together a couple hundred years ago that she's just adding words. And in the fine print, and a lot of these sports books, it's final note. So you can just add words. I didn't know this was part of it, that you can add Braves, six, seven, eight, nine, how many she do to go over the total? Reba, maybe a D-Gen. Maybe she's gone down that road a little bit. Maybe Peter King would not be very happy with Reba's lifestyle right now. She's clearly betting the <laughs> over on herself. That's what's happening right now. I'm not happy. I don't know how the show Reba lasted 126 episodes. It's God awful. I'm out on The Voice. I was never in, but I'm completely out. I'm never going to be in. I'm out on Gingers. I'm out on Senior Citizens singing the national
0: anthem. <laughs> I'm out on Gingers? <laughs> There it is. There's the time, right there. Terrible. Yeah, it was. That is okay. over.
1: Do you think it's over? over? She doesn't add brave. I think it was one brave. She added no. or two.
0: It, the second brave gave us like an extra five seconds. It clears. Do the, you think it's and a half under or right I, at I, the number? It, I think it was. I think it was under before she hit the second brave. It like was, was under. The first brave was under. Yeah.
1: That's what I thought. I That's I thought. cashed. I cashed an under because
0: <laughs> there was one book that graded on the first Brave. It graded on the first Brave. So, like like you said, Joe, the Jeez, whole way, tucks. we're
2: flying under. Right?
0: And then, Right? Oh, vocal yeah, I,
1: I, and This Canadian singer. No. That's not what happened. Out on not, gingers. That's not what was happening. I mean, do you guys it's like out on gingers? Red I'd hair is a color. It.
0: I, I would also like to announce that I am out on gingers as well. <laughs> Is that because of a relationship? Reasons. I was never Wait, in. Wait. For <laughs> unrelated reasons. You guys,
2: you guys laugh <laughs> yeah. at me. Unrelated. you all free. we're all going one
0: by one. I'm laughing.
2: Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I'm laughing because there's not many that I've had uh, great experiences with. I, I will
0: I will stand firm and embrace the ginger audience here on BetQL Daily. You all can be Carpet my friends in this. That's all I want <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Joe. Jason Lock, and next. <laughs>